What's up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama's Day with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the Mommy Collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. This week on Mama Stay with Tanika Ray, we are going to hang out with one of my favorite mommies on the planet, my sister girlfriend, my daughter's auntie, Tangie Ambrose. She is a ball of light, love, free-spirited consciousness who also just gives me all the right answers whenever I'm about to pull every single hair out of my head. Oh, every mommy needs a a pull in case of an emergency mommy friend. Tangi is mine. Hello and welcome to Mama Stay with Tanika Ray. Today I brought my sister friend, Tangela Ambrose. Most of you know her as Tangi Ambrose. We like to say heaven high, lots of light, lots of love. Tangi, welcome to the show. Cute Tanika Ray, Heaven High, and Mama Stay. Yes, Mama Stay. We're going to start with Heaven High because I think that says so much about the mommy you are, the person you are, the artist that you are. Break down Heaven High for us. Heaven High. Years ago, when I first moved to Los Angeles, before I was working as an actor, I had a lot of time to think. Words have always been very important to me, as you already know. And I realized one day that when I was greeting people, I was saying, hell no. Clutch the pearls. I said, I didn't want to say that. So I prayed because I wanted to say something that would lift people up when I greeted them. Back in 1993, it was, I believe, God gave me heaven high. And I love that because it's so different. It's ho- it's so intentional. And I think there's so many things we do as people, as moms that are just sort of inertia, right? We're just doing it. We're just getting it done. We're getting it done. And that moment that you took, even in your greeting, was so intentional and so effortful in the sense that you wanted to make sure people felt your light and they felt your love straight from just saying, Hi. Yes. And you know what was funny, Tanika, is that was even before I knew how much I loved spreading love and life. Right. Isn't that interesting? It is. But isn't that how life is? Sometimes we do things and we don't know how to wrap our minds around it. And now 20 years later, you're like, oh, of course I would create heaven high. With merchandise. It's a whole philosophy, honey. Yes, 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 yes. Tell me how Heaven High has sort of sifted into the rest of your life, especially in your mommying philosophy, right? Mm. Well, 
it means so many more things now than it did. It's more than a greeting now. Now it's telling people to, to think up, to look up, to look for the good, to have faith, to move in faith, never in fear, and to have fun. And in my mommying, that's what I try to teach my kids too. Your best is enough. Have fun. Everything that you do is in, done in faith and focus on what you want. Sometimes like when I'm driving my daughter to school and we're running behind, she'll say, mommy, I don't want to be late. And I'll say, no, baby, what you should say is I want to be on time. Let's focus on what you want because you're focusing on being late, not being right. on time. Right. So that's kind of how Heaven High has moved into that, you know. And even for me, I was thinking today how my children like to have things all over the place in their room. I love how, how careful you were with that. <laughs> yes. They like to have things everywhere other than their rooms are a mess. Yes. They like to have things everywhere. They're very comfortable having stuff everywhere. And oftentimes I have to go in there and do an intervention. But I was saying that they're they're good kids. I trust them. We can talk about anything. I love them. They love me. I like them. They like me. We have mommy baby nights. The worst that I have to put up with is not picking up your washcloth in the bathroom, not cleaning the tub behind, you know, then, hey, I'll take it. And in full disclosure, as I said in the intro, you are one of those mommies I go to when I literally want to pull every hair (laughs) out of my head. One by one, just ah, tortured by what my little magic child is giving me the energy and you are always like girl why don't you approach it this way so I definitely can say that your methodology is tried and true and I often as soon as I shift it I'm able to okay I can relax she can relax now where do you think you got this from being able to listen to a kid and and translating really what they're actually saying versus what they're verbally saying, like what they're spiritually saying or mentally saying versus what's coming out of their mouth? Well, I think maybe two things. One thing is I'm used to dealing with special people. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 right there. We do like, we all have special friends, right? Yes. Yes, we do. Are you saying I'm special, Tanji? I love you, Tanika. Like, what are you talking about? But my family, my family was passive aggressive. My mother's side, not my daddy's side, but my mother's side. So oftentimes I had to know what they were saying without them saying. I'm talking about my aunts and everybody. Then my mother had a beauty salon. You know, we had to make sure that the customers were happy. So oftentimes I had to recognize what it was that they needed before sometimes they even knew that they needed it. And I think that has played a part into developing me into who I am. But in addition to that, I'm a healer. 
And what healers do is what Jesus did. They see you in your highest divine light. And so oftentimes I can see that. And if I can help the mom to see that too, then that helps them find their way through the tunnel better. You know, because oftentimes they just say, this kid's a brat. When the child is not a brat, the child is needing something. And we just have to figure out what it is that they need. You know, they're not manipulating. They're just using the tools that they have at that moment to express their needs and wants. And sometimes they need new tools. Oh, that's so good. So, you know, I'm a huge fan and supporter of conscious parenting. So you literally, I mean, which is written by Dr. Shafali, you were literally the first person who parented from the conscious parenting scope without that title. It really is such a loving, patient, empathetic place to parent from. And I love that for you, it kind of came naturally through business. I'm a conscious, conscious girlfriend too. Yeah. Yes, you are. You see how she called me special instead of something else. That she, she didn't say complicated, which is nice. Oh, I love you, Tanika. You are brilliant and you are powerful. You stand in your power and you say what you think you mean and you mean what you think you said. <laughs> That was a little shade, but it's okay. I mean, what I think I said, that's true. But you can translate it, which is so beautiful. Yes, yes. And I can translate it correctly because I see you in your power. Right. You know, it's the bomb. The same, we're, you know, you understand me too. There have been many times when you percent Tangi, is everything okay? Yeah, what's going on? I feel what's going energy. on? Or you'll call me with the check. Listen here. This is not my friend. What is that? You know, so, and I appreciate it. Yeah, we all need that. And definitely for me going into motherhood, I knew immediately I wasn't going to parent like my parents. I think it is really important to know exactly, try to translate what your kids are saying. And I've, I've gotten to the point where when she goes loud, I know I need to go. So when she goes, like, it's the opposite of Michelle Obama. When she gets crunk, I get Yes. And that's my mother. See, this is another thing with the salon. My mother used to say that in the salon, if a customer was irate, she would say, talk to them really calm because then they can hear themselves and they can quiet themselves down. The Mm -hmm. first time I did that, Nyla wasn't even speaking yet. It was, she was having a meltdown. She was maybe one and a half crying, freaking out. I took my cell phone and I put her on camera. And so I, I didn't know that I was doing that, but quite literally I was showing her her crazy. Yes. And she just looked at herself and she stopped and it was over. Ah, yes. That is a good tip with crying babies. <laughs> yes. Show them themselves on a cell phone or a mirror and they check themselves in a bizarre, beautiful way. What's going on? <laughs> Who's that crying? Why are they crying? Hmm. What's really going on, right? Reflection is a powerful tool. But let's get to the good stuff. Okay, so now that we've covered mommy stuff and you guys understand the philosophy that Tangie comes from as well as myself, trust me, I think I call her once a week like, I can't handle it. 
I can't do it. And she's like, calm your little ass down. But let's get to the good stuff because we're both single moms. Navigating this world, taking care of all the responsibilities. I need a dress. Your baby's father is around, but what has been your key to sustaining, to keeping life balanced so that you aren't losing it, even with all of your skill set, it's still a lot. You have two babies that depend a thousand percent on you. Let me add to that because you have been very vocal on social media. If you aren't following at Tangie Ambrose, it is a boost (laughs) of light and energy and sunflowers if you need it during the day. But she's very vocal about the fact that she is 54 years old. And now if you're looking at this on YouTube, you're going to be like, where? She a lie? That's right, mama. Get it. Get it. Get it. My sister. I do focus on what feels good to me. I like being happy. That's where I am in perfect alignment. And it doesn't feel good when I'm not. So I will quickly find the good in whatever situation it is that I'm looking for. But I think I like to read and I will journal. And my sisters, my sister friends. Me. Yes, (laughs) definitely. You, my work, my dog. I have a lot of things. Good food. Mm. Mm. Even though you just became vegan, good food, huh? Not vegan, raw. Raw. You went all the way there. Yes. Raw. Raw. But I'm all positive, so... You know, my iridologist says every once in a while, I need to eat a piece of meat. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because you're and for people who don't understand this, your blood type quite literally determines the best nutrients for your body. So you're O positive, which is pretty much carnivore, right? Yes, it's a carnivore. So you going raw obviously means are you eating meat raw or are you eating cooked meat? Oh, thank you for asking that question, because yeah. I don't want any of your listeners to think I'm eating raw meat. If I eat some salmon, it's cooked. But if I eat, like if I, when I went home, I had to have some fried fish because oh, we have croakers and spots. That's one of my pleasures. And I would have something raw with it. So it could be raw sweet potatoes. It could be a raw soup. I made a delicious raw Thai soup yesterday. Mm, it was so that means, good. Wait, but that means nothing is cooked. So everything is cold? Is yes, you or you can let it sit out and it'll be room temperature. It was like coconut milk and almond milk and celery and and green onions and green apple and ginger and oh my goodness, and basil and cilantro and coconut flakes. Look, so good. I love that this tickles your titties, but I'm telling you, people are listening and they're going to be like, mm, no, nah, man. So tell me the results from going v- like raw. People respond to results. The fact that if you're on YouTube, you can see she's 54 years old and she looks 20. So there's that. But what's another effect that somebody can be drawn to raw? Why would somebody go raw? Aside from the fact that my kidneys are happy, my skin is happy, I went from 149 pounds. You remember the first time we went? Hold up. Don't be shaming 149 pounds now. (laughs) Okay. Everybody needs to also understand she's a little tiny thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm five, two, and three fourths. 
But you remember we went camping. I was larger than I'd ever been, 149 pounds or five three. They say that I should be, I think, 115 or something. So now I'm 135. I like 135. And I didn't do anything. And I haven't been, well, I had not been working out. It just, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice loss. Like my skin is still tight. But recently I started working out again because I started taking sea moss. Oh, it's got me flooded with energy. Mm-hmm. So I've been like doing push-ups and pull-ups and squats and running and everything. But I love eating raw and it has um, made me love food again. For a while there, I was like, oh, I got to cook. What do I cook? You know, I was just kind of tired of it. But now my taste buds are just alive. It's like orgasmic food is. I know you do. And it's like, she's not pretending. You're like, ooh, raw sweet potato. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yes. Yes. Okay, go. yes. But I, I bet you your kids aren't as excited about raw food. <laughs> my daughter is. Oh. When I was pregnant with her, I was craving fruits and vegetables and things like that. So if I'm eating, I can make her... And she's, um, what is it? Fish only. Pescatarian. Pescatarian. Yeah. So I'll be eating my food and she'll come and she'll say, oh, oh, mommy, can I? And she'll eat it. Now, my son, when I was pregnant with him, he likes steak and chicken and pepperoni pizza. He likes all of that. Yeah. But he's been eating more salads, too. And it's been really good for us during this pandemic because their immune systems have been strong. You know, along with the vitamins and nutrients, as you know, and everybody's been healthy and we haven't caught any colds or anything. Not so. on wood, absolutely. And that's something that as the leaders of our family, that's kind of how I see it. Do you translate it that way? Because even though my daughter has a father who lives seven minutes away and he takes her to school every day, I'm the boss. Don't the single moms pretty much become the boss? Well, I think it depends on how you parent. My kids live with me all the time and I take them to school. Their dad is very much involved, though. What I try to do, I don't know what he tries to do. (laughs) I'll let him speak for himself. But what I try to do, there was a reason that I chose him when I chose him. And I try to celebrate those parts of him and allow my kids to benefit from that. Mm. So there are certain things that he is boss of, but everything as far as what they eat, unless he's taking them out, is on me. Our kids are our teachers to a certain degree. What is yes. the most amazing thing your daughter Stone has taught you? And what's the most incredible thing your son Rock has taught you? Oh gosh, what's the amazing thing that they've taught me? <gasps> oh, Oh, that's a really, really good question. Stone has taught me, gosh, she's so funny and clever and outspoken. And um, she's taught me how to stand more in my power. Your truth. In my truth. She's so unapologetically her. And it's beautiful to watch. Yes. And Rock has taught me a whole different type of, or introduced me to a whole different type of humor. 
that I get now. You know, he's so clever. And Stone uses the same side of the brain that I use, but Rock uses the other side of his brain. He's pragmatic. He's very yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So I have learned a lot from them watching them merge with me and with each other. They're brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) Just the stuff that they say, though, Tanika, I don't know if you can remember my little purple dress that I still have that I love. Is it one of the dresses you wore? Because for those of you who aren't familiar with Tangie Ambrose, She has been an actress in Hollywood for 20 years. So are we talking about the Cardi B looking dress before Cardi B existed that you wore to which premiere, Tangela? (laughs) Oh, 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 yes, I have some of those too. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to send me some pics so people can uh, get a glimpse of how you were here before these little girls, okay? Oh, yes, yes. I always loved being half naked. You know that? I did go through a transition, though, after I had the babies where my body had changed. Love the way my body was when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. But after I had the baby, I was like, especially my daughter, my son, I went back down to a size two. My daughter, I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Everything. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And my children's father used to say, you know, why are you covering up? You look good. And I think you're trying to make me look crazy, blah, 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 blah. But I look back on those pictures and I'm like, I didn't look as bad as I thought. Right. And just off different. The, just different. Just different. And off the subject for that, I think about my mother when she was in her 70s, I think it was, before she passed. We were looking at some pictures and she looked at herself and she saw how beautiful she looked. And she said, wow, Tangie, there was never a time in my life where I appreciated how I looked. Mm -hmm. I always thought I needed to be doing something. I needed to be working on myself some kind of way. And now I look at myself and I was beautiful. And I think about the years I missed. So to all the moms out there, especially the ones that are like me that are getting older, because I look in the mirror and I see different things that my face is doing. But I've gone through phases where I said, other people don't see these things. They just see my spirit or, (laughs) you know, I've wondered, do you see what I see when you look at me? But so it makes me celebrate. Like if you go to Ed Tangie Ambrose, you will see. You will see. She is smiling. She is happy. She is celebrating me because I'm like at 54. Like I thought after I had babies, my boobs would grow. They didn't. They didn't. And so there was a time when I felt like, you know, they needed to be a little more like that. I'm just like, I'm a mommy. I fed each one for two and a half years. This is what I have. Bam, this is me. And if we present it as it really is, then we can find our tribe. Why are you lying? You you breastfed Rock much longer than two and a half years. (laughs) You a lie. (laughs) Because I remember him walking through Whole Foods and you're like, want some, want some food? And I was like, what is happening? No, mind you, your kids are older than mine. So I was not in mommy's zone at all, at all. I was just like, he's five, right? No, he wasn't five. Because, you know, he was, he was three when I had Stone. 
Tangy, tell the but truth. But he was he was walking at uh, <laughs> two and a half. He was, you know, yes. But you know, my doctor said the longer that I breastfeed my kids, the more of my nutrients and my immunity they would have. So that's why I did it so long because I wanted them to be strong and healthy. And they are. They are and so they strong are. and healthy. And I love that. I I I wasn't making fun of you. I was just <laughs> like, you're a warrior because. You know, we got girlfriends that have done the same thing. It is an amazing thing. And I loved breastfeeding. It was so joyful to me in, in a way that I can't even explain. And it wasn't just the letting down on the milk. Oh God, take it. But it was like, I am literally my child's life force. She cannot survive without my boob in her mouth. Like yes. it was, it was a feeling that was something I never expected, nor did I ever think I needed. But that right there bonds you to your child. And I think it's so weird that there was a, a moment in our history where they demonized breastfeeding, right? Isn't that crazy? So crazy. It's like, why would we put chemicals in our baby when it's all right here? It's so bananas what we go through here as women, as moms, you know? As people, why would we put chemicals in our babies when there are other ways to keep them strong and healthy? Yes. Very true. Very true. I want to get back to choosing your baby's father, because I don't think people give themselves enough credit for that intuition, that sort of internal desire for certain people over another. You chose this father. And are you conscious of what you chose him for? Because whether you're single or you're married or whatever, we still choose the father. It's very primal. We choose the father of our kids for some reason. I still haven't figured out mine yet. We're working on it. But what about you? Well, it was primal initially because when he walked in the room, I looked at him and you know, I said, hot diggity daddy. (laughs) And then after I said that and I met him, it was, first of all, this is crazy because I, I had been praying for my king because I knew I wanted babies and I could feel them around me. And so I had to look at the size of his head because I didn't want nothing really, really big to be covered out of. He had a little head. <laughs> a lot of hair, a little head. Yeah, <laughs> A lot of hair. He was tall. He was good looking, pretty chocolate, nice body. I was like, oh, yeah. And then aside from that, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was very smart and he added life. Like when we met, I was just all spiritual. Of course I was naked because I always liked being naked, but it didn't mean anything. I'm just, that's just who I am. But I was journaling and studying the metaphysical interpretation of the Bible. And, you know, I was doing all of that heaven high, you know, all of that. And he brought to my life a zest for life that I hadn't really experienced before, kind of like my daddy's people. And so the combination of the two of us, I just thought was wonderful. Didn't realize at the time that I needed to hold on more, hold on to more of myself. Mm. Looking back, I think I eventually let too much of myself go. But now I have taken the best of him and and I do my best to, you know, share all of the different sides of me with my 
children. Like when I say the best of him, I don't mean copying him, but I mean the pieces that I liked, I've maintained. Right. The traveling and the going out and, you know, the I don't strength. do a lot of it. He's got a lot of strength. He stands tall and firm. Like he's, yes. you know, he's powerful that way. And he blessed me to clear this chakra. Yes, your throat chakra was a little... It was stunted. all the way close, yeah. you know, all the way close. And that's one thing about our mates. I grew a lot by choosing him. It was painful. It was hard. I had to, sometimes when I was searching for the good, I had to like, <laughs> where is it? Look. Had to call <laughs> y'all, help me find it. Through the woods, where's the good? I know. Yes, yes, yes. But today, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah, so I chose him. And it's so funny because when my son first started getting taller and hair on his face and his body and all this, he was so uncomfortable because he wasn't used to being that tall or this this hair. Because people would come up and say, oh, my God, you're so tall. It happened quick. You have hair on your face. And he didn't like that. And I was like, dude, this is why I chose your daddy. <laughs> this is my blessing to you. <laughs> right. This is all the stuff I worked so hard for. You don't like it. Now he's used to it. But I did make a conscious choice. What I tell young girls now, when you're choosing a mate or a father for your children, make sure you like him. Yes, I want you to love him too. But it's really important that you like him. Note to self, everybody writing that down, make sure you like him. And if you don't, what do you do? Find something. You were with him for some reason. I'm hoping that I've taught my children to not have sex with everybody. But whenever you do, like the person. Because oftentimes when we get those feelings, it's not always connected with like. And after those feelings fade away, then what are we stuck with? That's so powerful, Tangie, because, well, first of all, your kids are 16 and 14. 13. 13. 13. Ay, ay, ay. I, I can't even fathom having these conversations with little Nyla yet. Like, I'm so not ready. What is the conversation like? Whatever you can share for moms in talking about sex in a very loving, free, non-judgmental way, but also giving them the chance to make their own choices, which is a very tricky place to be as a parent. Well, what I've told both of mine is, this is a different world that y'all are growing up with. Mm. Very different. I can handle you bringing home Anybody. I mean, I have my hopes. I hope that you will bring home a beautiful little chocolate girl with nappy hair. I hope you will bring home a fine chocolate man with nappy hair. But it could be anything that they bring home. I say, whatever it is that you bring home, whoever it is, whatever race, male, female, whatever, they have to be nice to you. They have to love you through and through. They got to love you, but and they got to be nice to you. They can love you and still be mean. That's a really good point. Yes, like Rock went through this phase in school where um, the little girls would like him and hit him and stuff like that. You know, and I would say, Rock, I don't hit you. 
So they shouldn't be hitting you. Right. You know, don't let no little. <laughs> that does not mean that they like you. Yes. Yes. But that's what the little girls would say. I just like him. Yes. So they hit him. Yeah. You know, that's that. Mm-mm. I said, I don't hit you. I don't want anybody else hitting you. You know, and with sex, I say, tell Rock, you have to be careful because the little girls are really bold now. A lot of them are more mature than the boys. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, you got to have some protection and make sure that whenever you start doing anything, you have that raincoat on it. Because if you ever try without it, it's going to be hard to put it back on. You're not ready to be a, you're not ready to be a glamma yet. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. And I tell them too, I say, you know, it wasn't good until I got older. And they're like, mommy. Right. Manipulate Sneak, sneak those messages in, right? It was yeah. trash when I was a kid. Look, Tanika, and then get on their computer and have a video of sexually transmitted diseases and then get off and leave that video playing so when they turn it on, they'll see it. Oh, what is that? No, no, I didn't Perfect. Do I didn't do it. I you gotta outsmart it. these kids. I yeah. would do that. I would do that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Nyla, Nyla, some, you know, these commercials are wilding these days. They say sex, and I was like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> I don't even want that word in her atmosphere. Yes. And the videos is so much more that they see that, that we just weren't exposed to. That's why I think it's important for us to really talk to them now. Yeah. Because then they'll kind of just know, but they won't really know how they know. And like I'll tell mine, ask me anything. You need somebody that you can trust. I'm that person. Because right. your little friends, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing, girl. Mm-mm. Well, well let me know. ask you this, because I know Stone isn't this type of child, but my daughter likes to shake her little booty. Okay. I know. And I know that I'm a dancer. I know that I may shake my ass sometimes. But for some reason, I am not okay with Nyla shaking her ass. Right. So if I came to you, which I'm doing now, and I said, oh, my God, Tangie, she stressed me out because she loves to like bend over and twerk a little bit. What would you what would be your advice to me? <laughs> First, I would laugh. Oh, my gosh. She likes to bend over. And then I'll tell you, let her come over here and hang out with me a little while. And let me see what happens. And I'll talk about it. And then I'll tell you. When she does that, don't give it a lot of attention. Give her more attention when she does whatever it is that you want her to do. And then I would also tell you it's probably come to pass. Because I got pictures of my daughter where she used to, you know, and, and now she's just covered up. Well, we literally could talk forever. This show has been so fun and so good and so juicy. It is absolutely a two-parter. It's titled The Unapologetic Sexy Single Mama's Playbook. All I'll say is next week, we go even deeper because let me just say, mamas need some loving too. (laughs) That's just my little hint. Much love to you all. Mama stay And make sure to stay in touch with me. I want to know what you guys think about these episodes, what your opinions are on how Tangie and I raise our children, because we are dedicated to conscious parenting. This world needs more empathetic, more loving, more conscious children, and that's where we are. So definitely check us out. Email me at mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail. 
And you can always hear on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube as well, you can comment below and uh, stay in touch with me on Insta. That's the best way. I love you all. Mommying AF and I'm out. Talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay.